So if we can talk through gently with love those things that are maybe a little uncomfortable, you will go much further and you will gain in your connection as you talk through those things. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. We are back again this week for part two of our podcast series, Communication for Connection. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to podcast number 24. And as you gain tips and strategies for how to connect with your kids, I hope you will take advantage in this podcast. I offer some suggestions for conversation starters. So be sure to listen to that and let me know. I'm real anxious to hear how they worked. And we're going to be talking more about this in the coming weeks in our Zoom meetings. Be sure to check that out and sign up because I will be there and we'll talk about it. We'll give more ideas. In fact, I'm thinking every session we will give another topic of conversation that you can try in talking to your kids and communicating. So with that, we will go right in and start part two. Okay, here's another one. It's like, how do we talk to our kids? I don't even understand necessarily the the lingo or their own. They have their own language, <laughs> and oftentimes you think, oh, do I need to use their language? Do I need to use my language? I would say, don't overuse their language because they'll think that's corny if you're just trying to be cool. So don't overuse their language. But you can you can ask them, what does that mean? And is that okay if I use that word? And then. Then use some of their language and and don't overtalk. Don't talk on such a high level that they don't understand what you're saying. Talk to them in a in just a straightforward, honest level. And not that you can't teach them some new words. That's really good to use new words. I wouldn't talk down to them. I wouldn't talk to them in a babing sort of tone. I would talk to them directly and honestly. And and if they don't understand a word help them understand it, explain it, and and just be direct and language that they understand without being over cool. But a little bit of cool is kind of fun. I mean, they think it's funny when you try to be cool, depending on their age, you know. So yeah, and just be careful to use good language. You, know, you don't want to use language, especially language that you don't want them to repeat elsewhere. So just just be cautious, think about your words and be cautious. As parents that want to give our kids a view of God that is helpful, that is accurate, that is honest, we need to put God's character into our communication. Tell about his wonderful qualities. And God wants me to share this with you. He wants me to raise you in such a way that you are are learning to be like him, to be close to him, but include God's character in your conversations. That will just help build him or her in belief and trust and talk about how God's trustworthiness, how you try to emulate it. Don't make them think you are perfect. Don't make them think you are God, but point to a perfect God and a God who cares and loves and that you are, are loving because God loved you first. So bring bring God's character perspective you don't want to be pushy. You don't want this to be a, I'm going to beat you into submission into God's word. That's not, not that, that's not the purpose at all. 
but include God as the supreme person in your life that you look to and you gain strength from. And that will, if you know, if you just say a few little things in passing, that will be very helpful to draw them closer to God. Here is one that is super, super important, and that is tell stories. Tell stories. Stories are incredible ways of communicating. We can communicate major teaching through a story, and they don't even know they've been taught. It's just, it's pretty wonderful. So if you can share stories that happened to you or that you did, or when you were a child, they are so intrigued, especially if you tell stories about when you were their age. My husband used to tell stories about making a mini mix out of ketchup and mustard and all these things. And they just thought they were being so sneaky because they went out and put it on uh, I don't know if they put it on their lawn or a neighbor's lawn or or whatever. You can always tell them, now, this is not something I want you to repeat. You know, tell them that it was a moment of less discretion on your part. But if you're honest, it's okay. Say, don't do this. <laughs> and here are the repercussions if and why you shouldn't do it. So the story can be any kind of a story. It can be story about when you were young, which is really, really effective. It can be a story even about something modern day, but stories have an incredible way to communicate and they love, if you ever notice you start a story, they're just all ears. So be sure to include stories in your communication. It will make a huge difference. Okay. This one is pretty important. Be careful that this communication connection time is not a teaching time. You don't want to bombard your kids with teaching lessons when you're trying to connect with them. Because what happens when we begin a lesson, their walls go up. If that's what they think your purpose is, is just to tell them something that they shouldn't do, their walls will go up. So this connection time is a very unique sort of communication time. It's not, it's not for teaching. They will gain things. They will gain things through the conversation, but don't come out with your teacher voice. Really come out that you really want your connection voice. Your connection voice is compassionate, not loud, not too soft, but direct and caring and loving. And, and the connection voice is very different from the teaching voice. That's one thing I struggled with sometimes, I think. It's like I've tried to make everything a teachable moment. Everything is, does not have to be a teachable moment and oftentimes should not be a teachable moment. There are some really good teachable moments, and I'm not saying don't use teachable moments, but this connection time is not a time for teachable moments unless they ask. If they ask, then you're more than welcome to share whatever you want to share, but don't think, okay, I've got their undivided attention. I'm going to drill this into their head. <laughs> that is not the purpose of this time. This is a time to to connect. You might hear something even that you really don't like hearing. You might hear them and then you have to deal with it very gently. Don't like react strongly and say, oh, wow, you should not have done that. React more like, oh, and what happened when you did that? And was that the result you wanted? How do you think they felt? And kind of explore something that you hear that you don't like. Explore it and don't react strongly because they won't tell you again next time. They won't open. Appreciate the fact and tell them, thank you for telling me. This was, this was really good to understand you better. 
So if we can talk through gently with love those things that are maybe a little uncomfortable, you will go much further and you will gain in your connection as you talk through those things. Throughout the conversation, without being patronizing or, as I said before, flattery, validate their creativity, their originality, their identity, validate their identity as a unique person. This is just really important that they know they don't need to be compared to somebody else. They have their unique qualities and they are unique and that they are loved not because of what they do or what they say or what they look like, not because of a skill, that they are loved because they are loved by God, because God created them, they belong to him, and they are loved. And the same way with you. you They are not earning your love, and we don't earn God's love. But in the same respect, they do need to know that they're loved, and they do need to know that they're unique. So you have to kind of find a balance of showing them their qualities but not allowing them to feel that that is in any way earning anything from you, from God, that they are loved no matter what they do. They are loved if they do good. They are loved if they do bad. They are just plain loved. And that will really help in their identity to build their identity, to be strong, to be strong in the Lord, that the Lord, that God loves them regardless and that he he did this very wonderful thing for them, that he gave his life for them. That affirming them re- just requires a balance. You want to affirm them without making them feel that that is what makes you love them. When you come to the close of this wonderful connection time, which I don't know how long it'll be. It'll be, you can gauge it. it might be five minutes, might be half an hour. Maybe it'll be an hour, depending on your child and, and you might be just two minutes and maybe two minutes is a start and then it'll grow from there. But as you come to the close of this wonderful time, let them know how much you enjoyed their conversation, how much you enjoyed being with them. Let them know, I just loved hanging out with you. That was just just one of the highlights of my week. And, and let them know that they are just so special to you that just time with them is so precious and so valuable. I think they will respond. They may not say it, but they'll respond with the same feelings. I loved hanging out with my mom or dad. You know, I think kids basically like that and they long for it. They want it. They long for it. So be sure to let them know how valuable you felt this time with them was. And as a final point, hold their confidence. If they said things to you, don't repeat them to their sister or brother. If there's things that you need to talk to your spouse about it, talk in private, but don't talk to their brother, sister about things or friends and anything that they said. Don't let them overhear that as you're talking on the phone to somebody else or their ears are very, very good. Their ears pick up everything. They hear everything. So be really, really cautious what you repeat and what you say. And if you repeat things, you could say something to someone that said, we had... Uh, Joey and I had this wonderful, wonderful time today. I absolutely loved just being with him and hanging out with him and just talking to him. You could say something like that. So whatever they overhear you say, just make sure it's really, really positive. So I hope this was helpful. We're going to continue to explore some of the questions that you might ask 
to stimulate conversation. So let me suggest to you, this becomes a routine. This should be something you do often. One conversation does not build connection. It's ongoing, multiple, short conversations that build connection and build trust. That's what we want your kids to be connected with you and totally trust you. So I'm going to go ahead and be sharing some conversation starters that will help you get started on things that you could talk to them about. I have a couple of conversation starters that might be helpful and kind of fun for you. I know you can think of plenty of your own, but I'll just share a little bit of some of the things that I have done or or thought of doing. And I'm going to start with a page of emojis. And I'm actually putting together a page. It's not done yet. I'm putting together a page and it'll probably be available in the community and and Zoom discussion group. So you might want to look at that. So I have this page of emojis and there are 36 different emojis expressing all kinds of different feelings. So you could print this out and even mount it onto a, a cardboard poster. And all these different emojis express all different emotions. And you could show that to them and say, pick three, pick three emojis to tell me about your day. Which three do you want to do today? And they pick three emojis. It might be a happy, something that made them happy, something that made them worried, something that made them fearful that they were afraid of, or uh, something they did really well, the little angel emoji. There's just all kinds of them here. Uh, and... I'm even looking here at a clown emoji. And even if they if they said or somebody said something funny, they could point out the clown emoji. Anyway, these th- these emojis, 36 emojis, actually, they have had probably many, many of feelings during their day. But if if they could just pick out maybe three of them and tell you about them, tell you about which three emojis they experienced that day that would open conversation and when they talk about it, then that isn't the end of the conversation, but you actually, you can ask them a little bit more specifically about who and what and where and how. And so if you did that three times, that would be a pretty good conversation starter. And they would be begin to share their feelings and share their thoughts. And so I really like that one. So look forward to that emoji page that I am going to provide. It'll probably be in the community area. And so you can take a look at that. It's not very expensive. I think it would be really profitable for you. So that's one idea. Here is another idea. And I love this one. And this one can be one-on-one or this could be family. This could be a group. We used to do it. At, we'd have backyard campfires. And we did this with the kids and even the grandkids love doing it. So what you do, you're sitting in a circle and one person starts. And they open the story with one sentence. And then when they complete their sentence, the next person continues the story with another sentence. And the person after that continues the story with another sentence. And you just never know where the story is going to turn. And they're so funny. Some of the things they come up with, they can be silly, they can be funny, they can be serious. And that's just a lot of fun to tell a story. It's like It's like the make your own ending stories, except make your own beginning, middle, and endings. 
and it bounces around and it's just fun to see what the next person is going to say. So you could do that in a group or you could do it one-on-one. You could say a sentence or two sentences and then they tell the next thing that happens in one or two sentences. Then it comes back to you and you tell the next thing that happens in one or two sentences. That is a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with that one. The, the kids all really, really love doing that. So that's a good conversation starter and that's just a good communication, just a good way to have some fun communication. And then here's just a third idea. Have them tell you about a story that happened in school or wherever they were throughout the day. And it can be either a story that happened to them or that they saw happen to somebody else or a story that they did for somebody but just have them tell you a, a story and and maybe we'll start with you telling them a story and then you encourage them to tell you a story and that'll be a lot of fun. You'll learn a lot about their day through doing that. So, so that was three ideas and I've got lots more and come join us in the Zoom group and we'll share more and talk about more. So that will be a lot of fun for you to encourage your kids in connection through communication. So I'm just really anxious to hear from you. How did this go? Practice some of this a little bit. I'm anxious to hear what tools you used, what worked the best, and did you come up with some new tools? And you can email me at Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at kidsstrengthforthenumber4life.com. Lori at kidsstrengthforlife.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes. So have a wonderful week. And I'm really serious about really wanting to know how this went for you and what worked best for you. So email me back and remember, have a wonderful week and rest in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.